Thank you, everybody, for downloading this episode of the Nerdball Podcast. Uh, here I am, as I always been saying, in my basement. Uh, although there is a new development, not necessarily that I'm getting out of my basement, but something I've been saying for a while with uh, doing doing videos or doing the podcast at uh, Perrysburg CrossFit uh, or Fort Max CrossFit. That uh, I think I am going to take classes, and I'm getting uh, my wife involved, and I'm getting Mateo involved. So I think we're finally going to do it. Um, I guess nothing's official official until I actually come back and say that I'm super sore and I've actually done it, but uh, it's in the works. It's in the works and hopefully within the next week or two uh, we start that and, uh, and see how it goes. Um, so the, I'm pretty excited about it. I, I see them all the time when I would report there. So uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see. Hopefully I don't uh, fall apart uh, <laughs> as I'm doing this, but uh, I, I appreciate you all for, for always downloading uh this podcast listening to this podcast maybe not listening but like i always say just at least download the thing uh that helps the podcast out so uh this episode was great it was with a comedian that i've met uh a while ago and i see from time to time um he uh it, it, the nerd out section that again it continues to be one of my favorite sections that that's what this podcast is going to turn into just one giant nerd out session because uh, that's usually what happens on this on these podcasts. So we, we talk a lot about that, uh, but it was a great episode. Uh, please like, review, share, subscribe to anything and all things that check out the YouTube page that we're slowly climbing our subscribers there. Uh, I told my daughter we had 121 and she went, yay. So uh, I got a yay from a nine year old. So I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, so keep keep following, keep subscribing to that too, please. Uh, and, and keep listening. Uh, if you need to reach out, reach out to the Nerdball Podcast at gmail.com. All our social media is just search search for the Nerdball Podcast. Uh, but uh, every week we're here, twice a week, putting these episodes out. Everything's going well. So I'm really excited about it. The last two episodes last week were pretty good. It was uh, on last Monday was the Perrysburg tight ends. Uh, so that was fun. Just talked to a bunch of football players. And then Ian Townsend uh, last Thursday. Uh, it was a great episode, and I'm sure I'll have him back on to tell us more stories. Uh, he has a bunch of stories to, to tell, so uh, he'll come back on soon. So, again, thanks as always. Uh, here's uh, today's episode. Hi, this is Pat Siebert, and this is the Nerdball Podcast. This is the Nerdball Podcast with Lorenzo Melcher. All right, Pat, thanks for coming on the podcast today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, I, I've seen you around. I, I used to do comedy quite a quite a bit for a while. I haven't done it. Uh, I got uh, two kids and involved a bunch of coaching and stuff. I, I do it here yeah. and there still, but uh, that's where we we met. Uh, you're, you're super hilarious, man. I always talk about you when I when I talk about you to my wife. I go, remember the guy with the, the purge deck guy? And she's like, oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so again, I appreciate you coming on here. Uh, what what I uh, the first question I always ask people is, what do you nerd out about? What is something you're really into? Some something that kind of gets you away from the daily grind. Something that you can you either been doing for a while, maybe it's a more recent thing, but just something that that you can just really focus on to kind of take your energy and just put it into one thing. Uh, I mean, I've been comic books since I was like eight years old. Um, <laughs> you know, I had a older cousin who read them uh so he kind of got me started i think he lent me a couple issues of like spider-man and various stuff so i then i had to go and read my own after that so i've been now i'm 42 and i've been reading them since then yeah so my uh i've never been big into comic books my my son uh he read he doesn't read comic books but he reads books about like you know all the marvel superheroes and that oh, yeah. kind of stuff uh but i know usually when people get into them they like uh one one more than the other if it's dc or marvel or maybe it's just one arc of s certain characters is there something like you really hone in on or is it just the whole thing in general um i was definitely more marvel than dc uh and maybe that's just uh what i started with was marvel uh you know i think my cousin you know he was only reading marvel primarily so that's kind of what i gravitated more to um as I got more into it and got older, it would be more, I'd follow different writers and artists that I liked. So if they were writing something for DC I'd be like, okay, I'm going to read that. Cause I like that writer. Um, I'd say now uh, I kind of go towards like what stories are more interesting to me. Cause comics are expensive now. It's, yeah. 
it's not, it's a hobby that really doesn't make sense. Uh, you know, it just, it breaks the bank. So it's like, okay, I want something that's going to like, something that I'm going to really, really want to, you know, follow <laughs> if I'm going to spend all this money on. Um, so right now it's like pretty much just the X-Men titles are really grabbing, grabbing me right now. You know, it's interesting when you talk about writers, because I, I, again, I, I, don't, I don't read comic books, um, but I would imagine uh, that that you can tell that, like, let's say you didn't know who who wrote certain things. Mm-hmm. Could you tell by styles? Like, like maybe not necessarily like pinpoint exactly a person, but kind of kind of can it narrow it down to certain people just based on like how they write? Yeah, uh, I mean, I think in a, when you're a kid, I don't know that you pay attention to mm-hmm. like the because it, it like the first page usually says who's written, who's writing, who's drawing it. I I think when I was young, I didn't know what that meant. Uh, I'd be like skip over all that. <laughs> you're you're reading it for the characters, yeah. Um, so you could probably you know pick up an issue, and maybe the next one was written by a whole new person, and you just didn't you know notice that. <laughs> You'd maybe be like, oh, it felt a little different, but you didn't know why. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely, like some people maybe have more of a maybe some people are write more darker material than uh, others. Um, and, you know, then, you know, sometimes maybe it's like the art style is, you know, people different, like you can definitely tell the art, you know, yeah. the art art wise is if you, people have different styles of drawing. That's, that's maybe the one you'll see it differently. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever I would pick up comic books, that's, that's what would interest me because I wasn't big into that stuff. My dad collected comic books when he was younger um but that's just something like we didn't do together him and my older brother did a little bit but not Mm -hmm. not a lot but but when i would look at comic books i liked looking at the art sometimes i wouldn't even read them i would just look at the like look at the drawings and check everything out and not even pay attention to to what's happening i just like looking at the pictures yep i mean i think because that's like you know you can some people like i think it does help kids learn how to read like they, they they do have like you know you, you can read you can appreciate the pictures and then you will pick up different vocabulary words if you're you know i, I think it helped me you know but okay. yeah i know for my son my, my son for school he has to read 20 minutes a night um and that, that's what ha- what it's been doing now he's he's in sixth grade he doesn't do it as like a like for school we still make him mm-hmm. read but but i think that's part of it too like he's a really good reader but he's been reading since he was younger his grandma's grand grandparents would read to him all the time and and you know so he picked it up pretty quick but i think you know just like with anything if if he if he likes it or if you like it then if there is some difficult part of it you're going to try to get through it because you like you like reading and you like these comic books so i think yeah. you're right it, it does help help in a way yeah <laughs> i mean i i think you know, so many people, they say, like, there's a, there's a big chunk of people that don't, like, after high school, they just don't read anymore. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, well, I don't have to read anymore. So, you know, like, when, like, they'll be like, when was the last time you read a book for pleasure? And they're like, I just don't do that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you're right. Some people, it just does not exist. It's like, hey, if, yep. if no one's making me read it, uh, I don't do it. Yep. <laughs> So, so when, when all the Marvel movies started coming out, I would imagine you were, like, a like, super excited about it. But yeah. as as with most people, when they read a book that gets turned into a movie, they kind of tear it apart. Was there anything that you did with that, or were you able just to watch it and enjoy it? Um, I mean, I think you know, as time go as time has gone on, it's like I, I can kind of appreciate them more as their own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, sometimes I like you know. Sometimes I'll watch like the uh, some movie that's adapting a story I really liked, and I'll be like, "Oh, I, I wish you know, maybe it, it, they didn't do it as well as I. They didn't mm. touch on the things I liked about the comics as much." But mm. I'll be like, "Well, that's all right though, because I still like the comics, so yeah. I, I could always read those if I wanted to." You know, <laughs> like, are, are you one that goes uh, on opening night when a new Marvel movie opens? Or do you- um, I. I don't know. Like I, I was when I was younger, I would go to like I think usually it used to be the only option to see stuff like that, like or like a new Star Wars movie was to go at midnight, yeah. and that was kind of cool. You know, I remember like in my twenties, it was kind of neat to go like something like that at midnight. Um, well, now you know, everything's like Thursday at seven p.m. or whatever, so, <laughs> and which is is neat. Um, yeah. 
but you know, if I have like a show or something going on, I don't, I don't like plan. I don't change plans to do it, yeah. but I have like a group of friends that if they're going, um, I'll try to coordinate and see it with them. Um, I'll try to go like the first weekend, I guess for, for mm-hmm. them, you know? Yeah. Do you, do you have a favorite comic book and a favorite movie? Um, for like the Marvel movies, uh, I like, I think I like Captain America, the winter soldier. Uh, I think that's a really good one. I think that's just a good movie. Um, I think like the, the, the directors of that, like the Russo brothers, they went on to do like the infinity war and Mm -hmm. end game. So I think that's, (laughs) they, I think they've made some of the best ones that Marvel's put out. (laughs) So nice. Yeah um captain america's up there is one of my you know characters i like a lot i'm i'm always going to be a spider-man fan okay uh, i like peter parker more than miles morales but i i like miles too um <laughs> yeah my, my son got uh, into him way more than uh than i did or my wife did we i remember when he was young he when it first came out like he was i mean he wasn't born before when they first came out so when he got older we started watching them and we would split it so we'd, we'd put him to bed and then we'd we'd sneak my son back out uh out of bed and we'd watch half of a movie on friday oh. and then we'd watch the other half on saturday yeah uh, and he really liked it, it, it he at first he probably liked it because he got to get out of bed when his little sister was still sleeping oh. um, <laughs> but now like now they both like it now we'll watch them we either go we've gone to the theater to see a few but we usually just see them in our house but he's gotten into a lot of that stuff like he likes marvel stuff he he's watched all the star wars movies by himself like i i don't want to watch them they just don't interest me um but he's watched them all by himself he'll he tells me about them and all this stuff and I, it's funny how how all that stuff like like i'm into sports because my dad was into sports somewhat mm. uh, but he also liked star wars and i just didn't but it's funny how it just it works out where he's got into all that stuff even though i wasn't into it at all but but something yeah. drew him in and he really liked it yeah i mean i I don't like my dad wasn't ever, you know, super into that kind of stuff, but he was, you know, he didn't discourage me from liking mm-hmm. it either. So, you know, I think that's, I think you're doing, you know, the right thing there, you know, <laughs> let, let your son have, have those interests. And, yeah. you know, long as you're, you know, I think, you know, when a parent's like, well, I, I don't want them to get into that. So I'm going to like really push them not to, then they'll just like, they'll just get into it more. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, sure. you know, so, if sure. you if you're worried about you know your your kid not liking something you're liking something too much like your best bet is probably to just like let them you know let them have it and then yeah. they'll probably you know just like they'll figure that balance out on their own like yeah yeah, yeah. but my dad always thought it was weird that as an adult i play video games as much as i do but then he has to think he goes but you grew up with it that's 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 your yeah. life like you grew up with it and it's the same thing like I can't get mad at my son for playing video games when I'm playing video games too. So oh, like, yeah, I think people think of video games as like a it's a kid thing, but yeah, it's like generation started playing them and mm-hmm. then didn't stop, and then yep. they got they've gotten so much better over time. So it's like yeah, the, the ones that like kids today play are like you know movies, and mm-hmm. so of course the we started playing them when they were you know these kind of shitty you know of course <laughs> we're gonna still want to play them because they're awesome now. You know? Yeah. Like, it only got better. Why would we stop now? Yeah, yeah. Of course, <laughs> I want to play the new Zelda because it's awesome. Like, <laughs> are, are you are you playing video games quite a bit still? Uh I didn't play for a while. Like, uh, I think, like, I remember I had like the original Nintendo, mm-hmm. the Sega Genesis, had those um, when I was like in elementary and middle school. Um, when like the N sixty four came out, uh, when I was in high school, I played that for a while. Yeah. I was never very, I was never like super good at it. Uh, I think video games kind of got like a little more complicated. So, you know, they're kind of harder to, harder to master. Yeah. Um, then like in college, I played like fighting games, like in the dorms, you know, you know, have, like, Hey, everybody's getting together. We're going to play soul caliber halo. So I'd play that, you yeah. know, um, then I just took some time off, but then like, uh, I had like friends got Nintendo switch when that came out. So mm-hmm. they, I remember playing like Mario Kart with some people. And I was like, Oh, this is fun. And I got that. And then I got like way into like all the, <laughs> all 
for that. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you, when you, I want to go back to comic books real quick. When, when you, yeah. when you purchase these comic books, do you, are you have, every, you have everyone you've purchased or do you sell some back I, or do you get rid of yeah, them? Yeah, I still have them all. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think I said I had a goal this year to start going through and like, see if there's anything that I would want to like sell or like offer up like, Hey, if you have kids who want comics, like I'll oh, let yeah. you go through and you know, first come, you know, let you have first dibs for here's things that I'm not going to keep because there's some things that I would keep, but then there's other stuff that I'd, you know, would get it out of my house. Like I don't need it anymore. Um, but I, I haven't done it yet. So maybe that's more next year, but yeah. <laughs> my dad has those big giant long boxes. Oh yeah. That you store I have a in. bunch of long boxes. Yeah. I, have, I have a lot of short boxes too, because mm. the long boxes will break your back if you move them. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah yeah i moved at the end of 2019 and i was like uh, i don't want to have to move these again <laughs> that's when you figured out maybe that's when you're like yeah we'll probably get rid of some of these yeah <laughs> <laughs> um uh what was i gonna say about comic books uh, i don't remember um so you've uh you've been collecting all these comic books and and reading all these and did you ever like read reread comic books yeah um I mean, not as much as I should for as many as I have, but you know, <laughs> there'd be times I'd be like, you know, I want to reread that whole thing. Um, so sometimes, you know, if I wanted to reread something from a long time ago, it'd be hard to go back and find it, you know, with all the boxes I have. Mm, yeah. Um, but like Marvel and and DC, I think have like um, they have a lot of their stuff online through like uh, Marvel Unlimited, and I think DC has something similar. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of their stuff online on like these apps uh you pay like uh it's a pretty cheap i think it's like marvel's like 60 dollars for a whole year uh and the issues are just digital online um so like there was a whole storyline i wanted to reread and i and it and and they put it in the order that they suggested oh. reading, so that was that was pretty cool that's always helpful i remember when i started the yeah. marvel movies i'd ask a friend like all right how do i watch these am i watching these yeah. in release, release <laughs> yeah. order or what am i doing here and the only thing that made it like that experience was like, I, I I I like I like reading the issues. I like holding the holding the issues in my hand. So reading it on mm-hmm. a computer screen wasn't wasn't as like, I guess as wasn't as satisfying. Um, if I had had a tablet, maybe it would have been better. But yeah. I don't have one, so I had to read it on like a laptop screen. <laughs> so I guess you know if I'm gonna seriously go back and like reread things on the app, I'll probably invest in a tablet. But but you know, I could see for like wanting to go on a deep dive, like I'm gonna reread all this, you know, all these mm. comics. Maybe I invest in something like that. But yeah, did you do you find yourself not want not buying as much because you have because you can go on there and just read whatever anything? Um, the only reason I don't, I, I haven't cut, I I have cut back on some things because I want to. I'm trying to like save money and um you know comics can be like each individual issues now is like four dollars sometimes five dollars um and you you can you can get them on this on this app or you can buy like uh collections collected editions that'll be like you know six issues at a time it's a little bit cheaper okay Um, but the 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 issue with the app it's like six months behind so if you're like oh i want to read what's going on right now uh you you're just going to be always a little bit behind if you wait <laughs> that's the only only downside but okay all right so like yeah, certain, I, things, certain things i want to be up to date other things if i feel like i can wait i'll wait yeah some some of those things too are like uh let's say like a tv show where you're you you're you don't start it right at the beginning but you're like three years later but you can then binge all those episodes yeah so maybe something yeah. similar to that we're like yeah this storyline's okay uh, and I can wait on it, and then you could read a bunch then, in a row. There's some there's some writers I think that work better. Like if you, I remember reading some things as they were coming out, and each issue would be like that was really quick, and I felt like not a lot happened. But then you you would reread the whole thing, be like okay, that was pretty good. If yeah. I waited and read all six issues at once, it mm. would have been a better story. You know, like yeah, yeah, maybe just their style lends lends itself to yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they can put that on the cover of the first one. Like, hey, uh, why don't you wait a little bit? And <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Perfect for binging. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> 
did you uh you live you live in michigan yeah lansing has you have you always lived in michigan did you grow up there um i was born in illinois but uh moved to michigan when i was like three so most of my life yeah okay all right uh do you like living up there yeah do you like yeah, michigan I yeah i uh I, I mean i don't i don't go up there very often uh i do <laughs> always see because you guys have um seemingly i i've never been to one but but really well run shows that that you do and then there i know in lansing there there is that where max is yeah yeah yeah, yeah so it, it looks like a cool like you know a uh, uh fun cool like comedy scene up there that everyone's involved in and, and the, the shows look really cool How, how'd you how'd you get involved in in that max comedy night uh i mean i like started doing comedy in 2012 and I I wanted to do it for a couple of years and just like uh, took me, it took me like a year and a half of like, you know, thinking about doing it before I like went and watched a couple shows at like the Connections Comedy Club. We, we used to have one in Lansing and you're, oh. you're from Toledo. They have yeah. one there too. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you ever performed at that one. No, my, my, uh, my friend did in high school actually, cause that okay. opened mic night. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I had performed at like the Lansing connections. Um, and I'd done that a couple of times and one of the other comics like, Oh, we're starting a new, a new thing at, uh, at max. And I was like, Oh yeah, I've heard about that place, but I had never been there. Um, and I think my, all I had heard of it was like, there was like an article in the paper, one of the papers we had in Lansing that there was like this band was going to play a concert there. And they were like this kind of like, punk rock band but they had like they were kind of like um they had like some controversial lyrics like people oh. were like protesting them playing there yeah uh, so i was like oh that place <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna have a comedy show there um and so like so i went there i think i went to like the second one that they had done like had you know their new weekly show and i was like oh this is this is, and it was a good time and, you mm. know and i was like this is cool um and they were like you know, going to book, like they pre-booked it, but I was like, well, I'll just show up every week because maybe someone will drop and I'll get time because I'm local. I'll just like show up, you know, Yeah. yeah I was like I'll just hang out. You know, that's the best way to like, you know, get time. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just ended up getting on a bunch of times because people would like, you know, not show up because it was a new show. And uh, a lot of times it wasn't crowd to start with. So just, mm -hmm. I think just by like being there and, being normal and <laughs> just like <laughs> not not bothering people and yeah um yeah just kind of hung out and then like the show started like I, mean, I think so uh that was 2012 like 2013 they were like hey you know, like uh some of the people who were involved then like kind of moved on from doing comedy regularly so then mm -hmm. it was like dan curry and mark roebuck who are my two good friends started taking over the show and they were like, we want to make, uh, we want to make sure there's always, you know, there's always performers. We want to make sure we can count on people, you know, a set lineup. So they wanted me and Robert Jenkins, who mm -hmm. you probably remember from yeah. doing comedy and a guy named Jason Carlin, who doesn't do it that often anymore. Um, and uh, so the three of us are going to be like regulars every week. Plus they book like four or five more mm -hmm. uh, different people every week. So that's we, we yeah, that way they knew there would always be like the five regulars plus mm -hmm. extra people every week to make sure that it would have like we could have a show. Yeah. Then going from there, we just like started doing the show. We focused on like let's let's just make sure we're there every week doing it, and then word will spread. And you know, it started you know kind of building slowly over time. And I'd say by like. 2015 we kind of like had the you know word of mouth had grown and people were coming out and kind of just took off from there and you know it, is it hard to to perform every week because I, I feel like it's a lot of pressure to try to um, be like all right i gotta i gotta make sure to have new stuff here yeah i i think it's like um i think they at max they kind of want to they they like the regulars know you so they're willing to like give you the benefit of the doubt mm -hmm. they want like uh, they can like they they will like um 
they'll be like, okay, you know, you we've heard maybe we've heard this before, but are you going to try something? Are you going to try like a new take on it? Are you going to try to see you know, change something? Maybe like see where you can go with it. And uh, if you try something new, maybe they'll like see you know maybe they'll try to give you some <laughs> give you some laughs to make you know so they hey yeah you're working on it like, you know, we'll they'll give you a little leash. for that right. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah um yeah I, I always like i think robert and i kind of talked about it and, and he'd say like robert's philosophy was like i'll do it like three or four times and then i try to like do something else so that they don't get sick of like <laughs> you know Hey, we've heard this before. We've yeah. heard this too many times. Um, sometimes it'll be like, "Hey, I, I have this new thing. I've been working on it, and I feel like I've, you know, I don't have a, I don't have it. It's not that new yet. It's not that new now. So they probably have heard it enough. Mm. So maybe, and I don't have anything else new. So let's do something that's, you know, a couple months old that I haven't done in a while, and you know, that might work. You know, yeah, yeah that's kind of, kind of how I try to." <laughs> do that okay all right so um, you've been doing comedy since 2012 you said uh what yeah. uh what initially initially got you got you into that like when did you do it um i mean i always liked it like well i mean i i think i mean i, I it's hard to say like you know i i was you know thought think you know funny things were funny yeah um, okay when i first watched like stand up was probably like middle school when we got we got cable and i'd like watch comedy central like at, yeah after school and i was like oh the stand-up that's kind of funny you know um i used to record that. i used to record vhs tapes off like i remember i'm sure i have vhs tapes of like dane cook on oh, like yeah, a yeah. comedy central or something yeah i just remember like watching like dr cats and not <laughs> quite realizing that that was just like stand-up comedians doing their bits i was just yeah. like oh it's just a cartoon and like these people are saying funny things and like now it's like oh that was just like a stand-up bit you know <laughs> like the, uh yeah <laughs> um so that kind of stuff and then like listening to like stand-up comedy cds around like high school and you know getting into it then uh i was wanting to try it um then like I, I kind of like i i did like a couple open mic things in college but didn't stick with it then it was like 2010 like late 2009 i remember like some people at work were listening to comedy podcasts yeah i like was started listening to that and like everybody would you know anytime like comedians were on another podcast they'd be like oh i have a podcast and so i'm like oh i listened to that start listening to like more yeah. comedy podcasts and they'd all talk about like so when i started doing comedy i just started going to open mics and i'd do this and i'm like oh okay so you go to an open mic and you work on five minutes and you do this. And so I kind of like, kind of knew like what to do when you start and like that. So I was like, my mind is like, I feel like I know kind of what to do now. Like, like, so maybe I had like a leg up on like people who, you know, maybe want to do it, but they don't know where to start, you know, yeah. maybe. <laughs> yeah. I, I know what the, when I first started doing it, it was so scary to me because I, it was like starting a new job. It's because I know no, I know no, yeah. I knew nobody like at all. So I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to do this thing. And uh, I don't know if people tell me I did a good job. I don't know who these people are or if they're just saying <laughs> that or what. Like I had nothing yeah. to like, nobody to talk to about it, but it changed really like it changed really quick. Like you, you become friends pretty quick with these people. Cause I think you realize comics realize like, all right, what he or she is doing is difficult and I know what they're doing. So, you know, we can talk, all yeah. talk about it and, and understand each other. Well, it's like, I remember like when I expressed that I wanted to do it and then like tell, I told like, you know, friends knew I wanted to do it. Mm -hmm. uh, like family knew. And then there was like an article about the open mic at night at connections comedy club where, which is where I went up for the first time, like a couple of weeks before I did it. And like, so my mom was like, we saved this from the paper, you know, I want to read it. So like I read about it and like, it was featured like comedians that were there performing like the first night I did it. So it was like, I, when I met them, I was like, Oh yeah, I read about you in the paper. Like, <laughs> like I kind of like was weird. Like I knew who some of them were already <laughs> like, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, it, it, I remember one of the first people I met was Keith Bergman. Oh yeah, uh, we because there was used to be an open mic at the Funny Bone, and yep. uh, and that's when I first went up and and I remember, <laughs> I mean everyone says this, every person who does comedy says this, but man, I, I I still have recordings from when I would do like everything, and I listened mm. to my first stuff I'm like this is terrible, <laughs> but <laughs> I, I think it's supposed to be. And, and the point of that is yeah. I think the hardest part is especially your first couple of times is just going up there and, and yeah. understanding how you do things. Like for me, I have to write every, every word, every the, every a, like I have to write mm-hmm. everything out by hand and then I go over it and memorize it. And then as I'm on stage, new things happen or I get tagged here or there just based on how I'm feeling or, or what I think about up there. But, but those first few times is like when you figure out, how at least for me is when i figured out how i do comedy i guess like what how how did you or how are you like when you're writing or do you write on stage is what they say or or what's your preparation like i kind of i mean i have an i i have ideas and i write out like i don't know that i don't feel like i write out like word for word what i want to say kind of like think about it how I want to say it. And then when it comes to writing it out, I just kind of write out like the bullet points and try to like recreate it from there. Okay. Um, and then just kind of like say it. And if it doesn't get a huge laugh and I'm like, but I think the idea is good. Then it's like, all right, do I need to like reverse how I'm saying it? Like mm-hmm. maybe I'm coming about it wrong. Maybe, you know, like, <laughs> you know, sometimes it's like maybe this is maybe this is the punchline maybe i'm starting with the best part and you know like trying to you know or maybe maybe i'm you know adding something that doesn't need to be there like cut something out to get you know i don't know yeah like i I used to do a lot i think the days of me like sitting down and like writing things out unless it's like um like like i'm like trying to like tell a story yeah like like, I don't know, I like I've been telling a have been working on a joke lately about like over the summer I had like bats get in my house. Yeah. <laughs> like this, this is a real thing. Like I had, <laughs> had like a couple couple nights where I was woken up by bats getting in my house. Um and like so each time I had to like deal with them and yeah. like you know, I ended up killing them <laughs> with with a broom, which is like you know, it's, that's like terrifying like to deal with them. And then, like, people are mad because, like, I didn't just like let them out, and like, <laughs> yeah, and like the health department, you know, and, like people are like, you got to get those bats tested because you might have been bit, you might have rabies, and like, so it's all this stuff. So, like in that case, I'm trying to like write out like all the important details and try to like think of like the jokes I want to tell in the story because it's not, I don't want to just like tell the story, but, like, and that's crazy, right? Like, that's not, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like you know i want to tell the story but i also want to have like jokes like solid laugh lines in the middle of it too you know <laughs> yeah but i i like your your thought because you, you don't know when you come up with a joke or a story i know for me sometimes i have a thought of like this is how i want to end it and as i'm doing jokes and and you know f- putting one here and putting one here and then after a while i'm like i for me it's like oh man no this is this right here in the middle is how i should end it and then i gotta build it backwards like all right how do i get to the end then you know but but there was a lot of times where i was mowing at work and i'm just talking to myself because like i'm going through my set like trying to figure it out as i'm like mowing and people are like looking at me Mm -hmm. like what is wrong with that guy you know just i'm like my wife can hear me from the kitchen if i'm in the backyard she goes were you going over your comedy set i'm like yeah (laughs) Yeah. i'm trying to figure it out right now yep (laughs) So it is it is fun though to try to to try to it's basically a puzzle and you're just trying to figure it out. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um so you you've been uh are you still involved with Max now? Yeah. Um I mean like the everything shut down in 2020. Yeah. COVID and then like uh the bar was closed and it sounded like it was kind of in doubt, you know, what the status was about it reopening. Like everything was kind of reopening and they weren't yet. Mm -hmm. Um, We were hearing that they were like doing this big remodel and it sounded like, you know, what was it going to reopen as? Cause there was talk of like, it it was going to be totally different. You know, was going to be like kind of a sports bar now, you know, what, 
we didn't know. Um, and we'd heard that they were like taking out the stage. So, <laughs> so we were kind of like, oh, maybe, maybe it's not going to be a venue anymore. Yeah. Uh, so we just like, and at the, it was like, I think it was like the end of 2021 or something. Maybe we were just like, Hey, I don't think the show is coming back. Like, you know, thanks for, thanks for everything. You know, like, you know, that's it, you know? Yeah. Uh, and then like, <laughs> there was like some, there was like some kind of like drama a little bit. I don't drama is not the right word, but like some people, like it was, it was like a popular show. So like some people never got a chance to do it. Cause we'd always get like a lot of people wanting yeah. to perform and we had to like, some people never got the chance cause it was like, we'd get, you know, so many requests and we could only book so many and it'd be like, well, we had 80 requests. We had 50 spots. Yeah. So not everybody got on. Uh, and that's just how it was. And uh, some people were like, well, I never got on. So fuck that. <laughs> like, <laughs> <Jeez. laughs> um, so yeah, that, that wasn't, that wasn't uh, the most fun. Uh, I'm sure, I'm sure <laughs> that's a hard, that's a hard pro- like having to pick people knowing like, well, they're going to be pissed, but whatever, this is what, just what we're doing. You know, that's gotta be a hard job too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like, you know, that was like, that was that. And then like, uh, we were starting to see like, uh, look like the outside of the bar started, like they painted it and they were putting like a new sign up. So we're like, Oh, maybe it's gonna, maybe it's reopening. (laughs) All right. (laughs) And then like, uh, and Dan, like Dan Curry, like uh, Dan Curry, he quit comedy. He you know, wanted to focus on other things, which yeah. you know, I, you know, he's still still a good friend. I was like, hey, you know, I wish you well. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like he he's like, hey, I just got a call from you know the owner of of Max, and he wants to do the show. He's like, I'm not coming back, but if you guys want to, you have my blessing. So we've been uh, that was like uh, October of last year. Okay. And, uh, I said we could start coming back in November and uh, we've been back since then. And it's you and Robert and uh, who else? Uh, it's changed a little bit since we came back, but uh, right now it's uh, me, Robert, uh, Jackie Marpa and Nick Lydorf. Okay. All right. And that's every Monday you guys do that. Yep. And uh, for the, hopefully for the foreseeable future, you guys keep doing that. Yeah. And, and uh, it seems like I said, just based on the amount of people that you said like request to be on the show it, it's it seems like it's a it's a pretty hot ticket that people really like it really enjoy. yeah yep um yeah in between the time the show went away and looked like it maybe wasn't coming back i started helping out with another uh open mic in lansing lansing area on tuesdays so uh because my you know card was getting so full like mm-hmm. you know a day job running uh, now helping run two shows, um, doing comedy myself, uh, I decided to take a step away from booking Max. Okay. So I still I still help uh, host once a month and perform there, but I don't do any of the booking now. So that's on uh, Robert, Jackie, and Nick. Uh, okay. They do that, but uh, I still help them out, still part of the show. Um, but yeah, I, I run a, a mic at a Beggar's Banquet in East Lansing, which is like a... Uh, I think it's actually their 50th year uh, oh. being a restaurant. They're like a, you know, somewhat popular. Like uh, they're like a college restaurant bar, but they have a, like a good like local following. You know, they're they're pretty nice nice people. <laughs> All right, nice. Uh, you mentioned your day job a couple of times. What what do you, do you do during the day? <laughs> uh, it's basically like supply chain kind of stuff. Oh, okay. All right. Is that uh, is that what you went to school for? That kind of stuff. No, no, actually, I just ended up there. <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, that I mean, a lot of people. That's how a lot yeah. of people are, man. It's just whatever, whatever there is, or, or whatever pays the bills, whatever you like. I mean, there was. Yeah, I work for the Toledo Metro Parks, and we had. Uh, she doesn't work there anymore, but we had a seasonal that wanted to work there, and she quit nursing to just be a seasonal worker. Okay, just because yeah. that's just what she wanted to do at that time. You know, probably it's, like. Uh, yeah, I can see that. You know. Yeah, yeah, she just wanted to, to change it up a little bit. Um, I uh, did. Did you ha- get the headline somewhere? I, I thought I saw yeah. you on your Facebook page. I uh, I headlined the Ann Arbor Comedy Showcase a couple weeks ago. Yeah, uh, yeah. How how how'd that go? That was great. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, that's like uh, that club means a lot to me. Uh, when I first like wanted to get back into doing, you know, when I was looking into doing comedy again, I was just like, you know, let's look up like comedy clubs in Michigan. Cause I knew like, I knew there was one in Lansing. I knew we had connections. Um, but I just like looked up other ones just to see like what else there was. Yeah. And saw like Ann Arbor comedy showcase. Um, and I saw like, you know, they had a couple headliners coming through that I recognized. So I uh, went and watched a show and I was like, oh, this, I like this place. I like kind of the vibe of it. Uh, so when I wanted to start doing comedy, I tried to get on their open mic. Uh, it was like, they had like you, you called the week before to you know, mm-hmm. put your name in the hat, you know, whatever. And I would never, I never got drawn uh, the first couple of times I tried. So I just ended up, you know, doing my first set ever at Connections in Lansing which, you know, I'm glad, you know, I glad to start there. You know, it was yeah. a good, good club while we had it. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> RIP. But like <laughs> the, the second place I performed was Ann Arbor. And like, I feel like that was like, I remember the first night I performed there, I met Roger, who was like the old manager of that club. And, you know, he was like, uh, like a fixture of that, <laughs> of that place. Um, and he, you know, talked to me and just always seemed to like, like me for some reason and always you know gave me opportunities and so like yeah when he he asked me like the end of last year about feature you know you know he's like he he mentioned headlining me like right before covid um he was like probably like probably like 2021 pat and i was like okay and then you know covid happened i think that like messed everything up yeah when things came back he was like oh well, you probably you, he's like you probably pushed everything back. So I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I guess I guess it pushed it back to like 2023. But yeah, it it was great. You know, it turned out really well. And I I like I knew I could do it because like I um like I won like a couple of years ago, uh, like 2018. I was I was featuring at the Holly Hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, which is like a lot of people kind of like worked their way up to like featuring there. <laughs> like, I don't know if you ever, have you ever, have, did you ever get a chance to perform there when you were I doing did not, I did not, but I, I've heard about that from a lot of the comics. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I was there and like uh, um, the headliner, the first night, like he was, he got sick with like some bad strain of the flu that was going around that that winter Mm -hmm. um he got like so sick he couldn't make it uh so like i remember like looking on facebook and seeing like the booker was like i need a headliner tonight like emergency (laughs) and i was like well I'm, i'm like leaving work to drive out there and i was like well hopefully they find somebody like i don't know what's gonna happen yeah yeah (laughs) drive there and like i'm just like getting ready you know hoping you know and and they're just like well we think they might have found someone just like go up there and you know start performing and we'll let you know oh god Uh, (laughs) so you you don't even know how much time you're supposed to do (laughs) yeah like we'll just just stretch and we'll tell you and like uh so like i think i had just done like 30 minutes you know at the um like home slice in Toledo. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like that mic that Yeah, yeah. Uh, there. Yep. Yeah. Um, I think I had just like done 30 minutes like you know, a couple of weeks before. So uh, like and I so I'd probably had 30 minutes before, but had never like pushed myself to get there before. Yeah. So I was just like, all right, you know, I just did like almost everything I knew I had <laughs> and like looked at you know, and then I was like you know and like at some point i asked like (laughs) i was just like all right you know i'm 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 doing as much as i can yeah you know i'm like i taught i was like talking to the audience like are we having a good time you know like all that and i was like i asked and uh if there was an update and like one of the servers just kind of like just do like a couple more you know like (laughs) do as you know do a little bit more uh i think i don't think we have anybody else and like you're they were like you're doing great (laughs) and like so I did like, you know, 10 more minutes or whatever it felt yeah. like, wrapped it up. And like, then I like looked at my phone and I had done like 50 minutes. So oh, I was like, wow. <laughs> I was like, wow. All right. <laughs> you know? So it's like, I guess, 
I knew I had like the time to do 45 minutes, but is it all good? You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, it, like, cause that's not how you want to find out. You have that much time, <laughs> you know, like just trying to remember stuff from like <laughs> your first open mics ever. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 yeah um, that's not the ideal situation. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, you know, having like a year to prepare and then like, you know, was going up there at this, at the club where, you know, I had like Nick Earl and Caitlin Chekorowski were on the lineup. We were the host and the feature and they were doing, they did good. So the crowd was already like, you know, warmed up every show. Uh, it, you know, I did my 45 minutes and it was always, you know, pretty easy and, you know, yeah, it was, it was great. That's awesome, man. That's yeah, that that's cool. That's, a, that's such a, a a cool story. And like I said, not the ideal way to to find all that out, but uh, yeah. <laughs> th- now you knew, like like this is you know I can do this, and I'm sure that was a huge like huge weight off your shoulder to to know like yeah. this is something I can do. Um, one more thing before I let you go, I I, I also saw that you get to open for Gary Goldman on November 11th. Yeah. That, that's pretty sweet. Yeah, I've actually opened for him a few times. Uh, like he came through in our comedy showcase. So like I, he used to used to perform there like once a year. Okay. Um, so like I think in 2019, yeah, 2019 he was there. Um, so I I was one of his openers, uh, and he was getting ready to do ready to do the he was doing the material that became the Great Depression. So I was on that show. Okay. Um, and then like a week later he was at um the magic bag in uh ferndale so he asked me to like do 10 minutes on that show um and like that was fun uh i like you know and like i hung out with him a little bit there yeah. that was cool uh like then it was last year it was like 2022 i just got an email out of, you know unexpectedly asking if i wanted to open for him at the uh uh ann arbor uh ann arbor theater um or the michigan theater in ann arbor okay that was like that was a pretty big deal did that and now yeah now i'm with them at uh uh, royal oak music theater when he's on his like book tour comedy show thing yeah 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 that's awesome man that's that's pretty cool and and, uh, like to have people like want want you to be on their show (laughs) is, is a cool thing too yeah yeah i don't know if i'm like you know now his like go to person for michigan but at least you know (laughs) It shows that he does know who I am and like yeah. about having me back, you know, like, yeah. yeah, I'll take it. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool, man. Uh, well, I, I, uh, I appreciate you coming on Pat and uh, best of luck to you in the future. Hopefully, um, hopefully everything works out for you uh, again. Yeah. You, every time I see you, man, uh, I, I, uh, I really enjoy your comedy and, and, you know, some of those, some of those bits just like stick with you. And, and that's for me, I know like when I can remember, uh, or I know when someone remembers something I said, like, oh yeah, regardless if it's if it's somebody I'm coaching or if it's somebody you know doing stand up comedy, yeah. like, then it, like I'm doing something right or it was funny or it was like meaningful or whatever. And that's you know I, like whenever I just associate you with Purge Deck all the time. I know <laughs> it's probably like old stuff for you now. No, but, I mean, but I, I, I love I, that. That's love awesome. That. Like I, I think that's like that's definitely a huge compliment to get. Like. I I think that's like that's definitely a bit that I I don't see myself like taking out of my set like you know, like yeah. especially doing something like where nobody knows who I am yeah. like you know I I don't do it at like open mics or something you know uh or well I mean I guess if it was like if I was traveling in a state I'd never been to and they yeah. were like yeah seven minutes or whatever maybe I would do it <laughs> but. Uh, I'm not gonna do it at like open mics around here where they know it, but yeah. I, I had I had uh, Sam Rager on a show that I produced uh, was it last month or a couple months ago, and like as she was she was headlining as she was going, I was like, oh, I hope she does this or I hope she does that, and she's like doing oh, yeah. some of these some of these ones that I, I just love that she does. The one that uh, I'm sure you've seen it, but it, it ends in a, a period, period piece. I'm like, oh, yes, yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah. one of my favorite ones that she did. Yeah, it. Yeah. it was so exciting. Like, I really, I really enjoyed that. Um, but uh, I, again, Pat, I appreciate, I appreciate you coming on here. And every time we see each other, you know, you're such a nice guy. And, you know, I, I knew uh, asking you that you'd, that you'd want to do this. So, so uh, thanks again, man. 
Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, hopefully I'll see you soon. I, I haven't been to Toledo since uh, everything reopened, so hopefully. Oh yeah, I, I uh, we could talk about it after after we're done here. But I have an opportunity for you possibly if you're available. So, uh, but we'll talk when, when we're done here. So. Okay. All right, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks again to my guest Pat Sievert for coming on the podcast. Uh, it was great to hear all about his comic book nerdum and uh, Marvel movies and uh, some little bit of video games in there too. Then uh, how he started his comedy career and you know where he's at, where he's been, what he's done. Uh, it was it was pretty cool. And uh, hopefully I can get him on a show here uh, sometime in the, in the next year. We'll get him out here and and uh, you all can can uh, come listen to him he's he's such he's so funny uh he's one of my favorites out there he's he does such a good job and uh hopefully like i said hopefully we can get him out here so you guys can see how funny he is in person so thanks again to pat uh thanks to all of you for always downloading and listening to the podcast watching the podcast on youtube search the nerdball podcast Uh, i have a twitch also that i use from time to time so just search the nerdball podcast on twitch um Twitter's or X is the Nerdball Pod, and everything else social media is search the Nerdball Podcast. We are everywhere all the time. We don't necessarily use, or I don't necessarily use the social media like I should, uh, but it's there, and there's some stuff posted from time to time. So it's just a uh, it's just a hard hard thing to do. Uh, we're so busy doing doing everything. So even this one, I had to record on a weeknight because we have games and stuff now on Sundays when I use the record. So that's just where we're at right now. Uh, three-year anniversary is coming up in a few weeks and my 200th episode is coming up in a few weeks so trying to figure out something special to do for that i don't know what it's going to entail uh if you have any ideas uh, hit me up at uh the nerdball podcast at gmail.com or uh most of you are my friends so you can probably just text or call me so uh, we'll see see if you have any ideas um until then uh as always thanks to real jp multimedia cuttlefish graphics Perrysburg Junior High STEM Lab and Big Daddy Graphics for always helping out the podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.